Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for another episode this week. I am so excited excited to introduce you to this week's guest and topic. Crystal is a dear distance friend of mine. We've actually never met in person. We connected on social media after I purchased her book and shared about it. And since then, we've had this awesome online friendship. So this week on the show, Crystal is going to be sharing her I just can't live in my crazy mind anymore, now what story. And the reason for that is Crystal was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder as a child, but found the medical system to be unhelpful and demotivating. She spent 20 years doing a cross-section of research in neuroscience and spirituality. This led her to finding the solutions that allowed her to take her anxiety from a 10 to nearly zero. She has been off meds for over nine years and hasn't had a single depression in over 10 years. And these are the results doctors told her were not possible. She is a the former CEO, CMO of a publicly traded company. And so she really understands the unique challenges high achievers face and specializes in high functioning anxiety. Crystal is a holistic anxiety specialist, author, and founder of Anxiety, Schmanxiety, and Limitless Modern Mental Wellness Programs. She helps big-hearted overthinkers release anxiety at the root so that they can truly thrive in their lives. So without further ado, let's get to the now what. Hey friends, have you ever had that I just feel so bloated now what moment? (laughs) Me too, and that's when I reach for my Greens Gut Glow Drink. Yep, I can sip my way to healthier looking skin, support my digestive system, and get an extra scoop of greens all in one bundle that helps me de-bloat. This nutritious trinity includes three of my favorite Arbonne Nutrition products, Be Well Superfood Greens, Gut Health Digestion and Microbiome Support, and Skin Elixir Collagen Support. I drink this every day. The greens, just one scoop of this versatile vegan superfood powder, delivers a blend of 36 fruits and vegetables in each serving for a boost of greens, featuring fiber, photonutrients, along with a natural deep green color courtesy of blue-green algae derived from spirulina, chlorelia, wheatgrass, and barley grass. Just one scoop provides me with the benefits of eating a full color spectrum of fruits and vegetables. The gut... Minding my gut's microbiome is a must, and this delicate balance of bacteria helps support favorable gut flora. Designed to support the benefits of a healthy diet, this plant-powered natural health product mixes easily with water, so its blend of probiotics and enzymes can work synergistically with my body to help support gastrointestinal health. 
Its ingredients include inulin from chicory root and 3 billion CFUs of bacillus coagulant probiotics plus enzymes that act as a digestive aid. This natural health product helps support favorable gut flora while helping to digest proteins and contains ginger, which traditionally used in herbal medicine to help relieve digestive upset. For the glow, I'm sipping my way to healthier looking skin. This acai or dragon fruit flavored vegan natural health product features antioxidant vitamin C to help in collagen formation to maximize healthy bones, cartilage, teeth, and gums, silicone, and biotin to support healthy hair, skin, and nails, and a blend of sea buckthorn fruit extract, pine bark extract, and vitamin C for antioxidants. This vegan natural health product provides beneficial ingredients for my skin, hair, and nails. So head to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and use promo code ARBON10 to get 10% off your Greens Gut Glow Bundle. That's jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and promo code ARBON10 gets you 10% off. Or just click the link in the show notes and get your Greens Gut Glow Bundle all in one click. Hello, Crystal. Hello there, Jessica. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So we finally get to connect today after a couple tries. So this is going to be a really awesome episode. And um, we're going to be talking about your I just can't live in my crazy mind anymore. <laughs> now what story? <laughs> I love the title because it, it d- gives you a glimpse of what was probably going on in your mind at the time. Right. Well, that was exactly what was going on. <laughs> so anyone else who like has anxiety or suffers from any sort of like ADHD or any of that stuff, you're like, oh yeah, my mind is crazy. Like, I yeah. Just, or I just like an overactive mind or a mind that has like a lot of negative thoughts or you're always feeling self-conscious or just when your mind works in a way that it's kind of like working against you and it feels like you're just like struggling every day, like within yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure lots of rules. Basically, that's summation. <laughs> so obviously, I just read your wonderful bio to everybody, but I always love to start the show with guests telling a little bit about themselves in their, their own words. What do you want the people to know about you? So I'm a holistic anxiety specialist, author, and I'm a founder of Limitless Anxiety from Anxiety. But I think the most important thing is just my journey with anxiety. You know, I had anxiety since I was a child, my earliest memories, and I found the medical system to be a little depressing (laughs) and quite unhelpful, unfortunately. I mean, there were some helpful parts along the way, but it wasn't really helping me get to a solution. And I remember like, a huge moment for me, which is why I do this work was I was diagnosed as maybe like 11 with generalized anxiety disorder. And I always remember that when I was trying to figure out what my life would be like, doctors said to me that on a scale of one to 10, I was a nine, right? And that with medication and lifestyle changes, the best I could expect to be was a seven. And I just remember like, like even now I'm saying it, like I I felt the heaviness of feeling like kind of like a death sentence of what was possible for me in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I was like, wow, like, I mean, anybody who experiences like, you know, anxiety or a very active mind that doesn't serve them, like, it feels like you're trapped inside of it. You know what I mean? And I felt it was, it was just very demotivating to hear the experts telling you 
that, well, that's it. <laughs> this, this is <laughs> your life. <laughs> this is your life. And I think for a long time, because I was a child, I just, you know, believed that and I kind of just powered through. And I think I did what a lot of us do, not just with anxiety, but with something is, you know, you just try to achieve in a lot of things to try and make yourself feel good or to as some kind of compensation or solution, you know? And so I did all the things, you know, I, you know, got a good education. I had a really great job. I, you know, like was checking all the boxes and I just got to a point in my career when I was a CMO for a company and we took the company public and I was like, I should feel good. <laughs> like if this is not doing it for me, what is going to do it at this point? You know what I mean? I was like more of this constant accumulation of, achievements and success is just not going to make me feel fulfilled. And I felt like that really just made my anxiety get really, really bad. I was in my like mid twenties and because I just felt like I didn't know what to do from there. And I think a lot of us get to these crossroads, right? Because it's not a straightforward path. We grew up in a world where it's very much like, this is what you do. And then you climb this ladder and then you go here and then you retire. And there was no path for it. And so not knowing what to do, but knowing that this path in front of me wasn't right and not knowing how to feel fulfilled made my anxiety just get really bad. And I got to this point where, like I, like I guess the title, I just felt like I couldn't live in my mind anymore. Like I felt like I was just running on this constant treadmill and I couldn't get off and I couldn't get a break from it. And I was exhausted from it. And I just kind of felt like I didn't want to live like this anymore. Like I had the thought like, you know, like I always thought like this is gonna <laughs> about to get heavy <laughs> for you guys. I had the thought that like, I always thought that suicide was ridiculous. I was like, how could somebody ever kill themselves? Like give up their life that they had. And, and I had this thought like that, that was the only way to escape it, you know? And I think in that moment where I felt like that was the only way out, was like a huge wake up call for me. It was like a snap. Like I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> it was like red flag. And it was yeah. like, the, like I started extreme. like, I started thinking, I was like, okay, no, 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 no. We're not going down this path here. Like we were like, okay, look, if that right now is like what feels like a solution, then you have literally have nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. If that feels like your option A. Yeah. Yeah. Let it, let's go B through Z. Well, then like, and then I just, I think, and I think that this is what happens. And I talk about this so often with my clients, right? You get to a point where it's so, it's, you just feel so like done with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're so frustrated and you're so like, it's like, they call it like the dark night of the soul, right? Where things are just all coming at you and you're just like, oh my God. And it really is the impetus and the the catalyst to be like for the birth of something else, you know? And I think that when you're in it, it's really hard to see that. Like, I know that, right? From my experience, from, you know, like all the work that I do with my clients, when you're in it, it's so hard. It feels so black and white. Like, this is what's always going to be forever. It's so heavy, you know? It's hard to see the forest from the tree. It's so hard. And especially if you have a tendency for negative thoughts, you can, what we call like awfulize and think, assume things about the future. You know what I mean? Especially because the narrative in the medical system is not very encouraging, which is this is what it's always going to be like, you know? And so I just made a decision to be open to something. And I just set the intention. I was like, God, universe, wherever I came from, just 
help me. <laughs> Just show me a sign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you have a book, so you know the whole journey that unfolded. But the universe really brought a lot of people in my life and led me in a journey that helped me to find the solutions to the point where I've been off medication for over nine years. And I live in a state of nearly zero anxiety daily. (laughs) I know. And I haven't had a single depression in over 10 years. And I love my life. And I feel so excited about my future. And I think, you know, that in and of itself was amazing. But the part for me that is the most amazing part of all of it is when I see that happen for my clients. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I see them like start to feel different, start to experience life in a way that they did not know was possible. And then that makes them realize all the things I thought were impossible for me are not really impossible, which allows them to then bring those things into their lives, which is why, which is why like, you know, my my program is called Limitless. But it's really when you see people, not just like, like know, but like full body, like recognize their limitlessness. And then that then allows them to bring the things into their life that they would never have imagined could be real and then experience it and then live this life that that they love living. Or they were subconsciously rejecting because they didn't think it was even a possibility. Yeah, totally. And so that's like one of, you know, um, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful that we have medication. I'm not against medication at all. (laughs) And I, you know, obviously there's a lot of phenomenal things about Western medicine, but you know, one of my beefs is just this narrative because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when an expert is telling you this thing that becomes a limiting belief in your life, um, which is that I can't change. And then that creates what your real story is. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's why I got into the work that I do and, and the work that I do literally, it gives me the most fulfillment. And it's at the point where I am so grateful for my journey with anxiety. (laughs) I never thought I would be able to say that, you know? Yeah. So grateful for it because it's given you the life that you have and and the path you're on now. So let's, let's, let's go back. So Mm -hmm. you were diagnosed as a child. You were put on medication fairly young. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to a mid twenties, and that's when you had your red flag. Oh my goodness, I'm thinking, thinking thoughts that I do not want to be thinking. When you had that, what was your first step? What was your first action? Obviously, we, you know, you said people mm-hmm. started coming into your life as a sign from God and the universe. Mm-hmm. What were those for those people who are listening right now who are like, tell me, Crystal, I am feeling these same things. <laughs> Yeah. And so it wasn't just at that point that I was thinking thoughts I didn't want to have. My whole life, I was thinking thoughts I didn't want to have, you know, mm-hmm. thoughts that would make me self-conscious in social situations, thoughts that were affecting my confidence in general, thoughts that were just making me feel miserable and happy, depressed, like all like, you know, it just got to a point where the thoughts were ex- like extreme, extreme. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you wanted to clarify because, you know, I'm giving you a high level summary. And so it does sort of sound a little bit passive, but it really wasn't. And I think I really want to like, I'm, I'm so grateful for the career that I've had because and the upbringing I've had, because a big thing for me is about taking action. You know, like even in my book, even in my course, it's so important to learn things, but the change happens when you take action, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for everyone to remember that like 
there is an element that's safe with passive learning, you know, like reading, listening, and that's important too. But when you're really ready for a transformation to happen, you have to take an action because when you take that action, that's how the universe can then co-create with you. Otherwise you're just there in your little safe bubble, sort of to a little bit of an extent, like procrastinating and delaying, you know? So, so what was your action? <laughs> And so specifically what I did, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I did, but also lay it out in a way that you can apply it to anything that you want to take action with when you're having a problem. So the first thing is like that, like, like stop, drop and roll thing where you're just like, okay, stop. Let me just stop right now. Right. And you step out of your body kind of, right. It's called like metacognition. You step out of your mind and you're like, what am I thinking? And it's really like detaching from the thought because when you have anxiety, you're in the thought, it's like possessing you, you're believing it. You're just like in this car, like thing with it. It's really about like stepping back from that thought and being like, okay, objectively, this is happening. And it's really hard to do if you're a very emotional person, because you believe the thoughts so much, you know, you're stuck in it. You don't even sometimes know exactly what you're thinking. You're just feeling a certain way. And then the next thing was, okay, this is what I'm thinking. I think it's helpful for all of us to, you know, release the judgment around that because so often like that comes up. And then the next thought is, well, what's wrong with you? (laughs) You know, like, why are you thinking this? You think this other person is thinking this and you go on this whole other spiral that's still self-abuse, you know what I mean? And then you taking the judgment out of it and allowing the awareness to come up, like allows you to dissociate from it so that you can then make a logical decision, you know? And I'm talking about this and I'm in, in the step-by-step way, but it's not as simple. It's just, I'm, you know, giving a guide. And then the next thing is to set the intention, right? Like in that um, moment, it was like, okay, I want to change. I don't yet know how I'm going to, Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's possible. I feel a belief inside me. And I think that that's so important is for us to all know, like, you know, and so many experts told me that, but inside me, I knew there was something more for me, you know, mm-hmm. and to just really trust that thing inside you and set that intention, even if you don't know it's all the details around it. And an intention could be as simple as I want to know, what is this thing inside me telling me? Where is it leading me? I, I want to learn more. Solution. Yeah. So just set the intention as as clearly as you can, like, and if you can't get clarity around it, you can set the intention to want to get clarity. And, you know, I have a whole bunch of things that I can share with you guys. If you want to use some tools to help you get clarity. And then when you have that, then let go a little bit. You know, I work with a lot of high achievers and which you were as well, obviously, (laughs) which I think is why I get along with high achievers. I really understand like their their lives that they're living, you know, and the way that their mind works. And uh, let go of the control, right? Which is, you know, I'm like not very easy to do, which is also why it's really helpful to, which I guess is the next step, you know, to find some support, right? Because that's what I did. I found a mentor. I found like, you know, the universe presented him to me and it felt right. And when that happens, you can feel doubt, you know, mm-hmm. and all, like whenever you're about to make a change, your ego comes up with all these things to talk you out of it. You know, like you feel it. You're like, this feels right. Like, uh, you know, like I feel like this is speaking to me, but, but, but. <laughs> Who was this mentor? <laughs> this is Hado, my um, my yogi guru. And there's been many mentors on my journey. He was just my first coach, you know, my first mentor. And uh, then when it feels right, you know, like take that step. Because I think that very often we feel like we need to figure everything out on our own. But especially when you have anxiety, it is so hard because 
you're in your head with the thoughts. You don't even know what's true or what's not, you know, like you need a person to um, help you to reflect back to you what's true or not. And I think another bonus thing is, and that's why, you know, my program is the way it is, is to be in a community of people who really understand how you're feeling, because, you know, that journey led me to really connect with people like that in another like program that had other community. And when I was in that program, like, it allowed me to just be myself. I felt like, okay, I didn't have to put on this pretentious thing that I felt I had to put on, you know, like in this like job where you feel like you have to present yourself a certain way. (laughs) And when you're able to just be yourself and connect with people who understand specifically what you're going through and, you know, know exactly what to do with that situation, then the journey becomes less like stressful and more like relief, you know, because you're like- in numbers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's really true. I think one thing is that I find that's really beautiful in my program is that people see other phenomenal women who are having the same kinds of thought as them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, if that person is thinking just like me, but I think she's incredible, then, you know, like the odds are I'm also incredible. Exactly. Like I don't have then the, the, the beliefs I have about myself that I'm not incredible. Maybe they're not true. You know, and I think it's so important to see people who are making that change. Right. Because I think that's another big part of why I do this in groups instead of instead of like individual, because the belief is so important. Like whether what you believe, what, what is it called? It's like whatever you believe, it's true. Do you know what I mean? If you believe that you can change, that is true. If you believe that you can't change, that is also true. That's how strong belief is. It like literally dictates like what happens in your life. At the same time, it's so hard to believe that things can be different when you've all you've known is this. Do you know what I mean? And so when you see someone else, and this literally just happened the other day, we had somebody who just started and then we have people who've been in there for a couple of months and she's like, I just don't know if I can change. And it wasn't even me who said it to her. It was other people in the community who were like, listen, I was feeling exactly how yeah. you were feeling a couple of months ago. And this is what I did. And if you just follow this step by step, just trust it will make a difference. And then her belief shifted, right? Because sometimes it's hard for people to hear it from me because I've been doing this for a while. But when they hear it from someone who literally was in the exact same position as them just a couple months earlier, it gives them that vision for their future and that like full body shift. So like, I wonder what is possible. And then from there, it's like a seedling, you yeah. know, that's like can just grow in all different ways. So you find your first mentor who kind of gets you going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Meditation, I'm assuming, is a big part of your practice. Um, Obviously, he was a yogi. Were you doing yoga? I was, yeah. And I I would say he was kind of like a coach more than a mentor because it was very specific about us working with specifically what the issues were, you know? Yeah. And then you Uh, found community. You found other people who mm -hmm. were like going through similar like things Mm -hmm. as yourself. So a guide, a community of people on a similar journey, because that really helps to keep the momentum up. There's so much science around like change in communities. You know, mm-hmm. you see it in like fitness and in, in, in everything. It's like such a big thing. And a big part of that is that it makes a journey fun as opposed to lonely. And that's the thing with anxiety. It can feel like a really lonely thing because you're just in your head with it all by yourself, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, and I think the other thing is like, 
a method, like a system. You know, I'm super type A. My clients are very like type A perfectionists. They want to solve this problem very efficiently. And I like solving problems very efficiently. And so I think it's very helpful to have that system. When I've done other, um, you know, programs specifically for course creators or other things like, you know, often like you can feel nervous about taking that step because it's an investment finances, it's an investment of your time. Maybe you're nervous about like the situation because there's a community or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't do that, what I learned in them, what I learned in like a course that I did recently, that was a huge investment on my part in six months, literally I thought about it this morning would have taken me 10 years to learn if I had tried to do it on my own. And I think it's just helpful for us all to think about like, what is the value of our time, you know? Because I think we put off personal growth so much because we feel like it doesn't have as much of a material return, you know, as let's say like putting in more office hours or something else that feels like more aggressive. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that we often don't realize is that like that that investment in our mind becomes our biggest asset. And like, I'm seeing this theoretically, but I'll give you a great example. I had a client that, you know, was a tech executive in New York city and she was feeling exactly the way I was feeling. She was like killing it on the outside, but she was really struggling on the inside. And we worked together and like, she literally shared with the group that like her tangible achievements since we worked together, one, like she's been off medication to, and I don't push coming off medication. That was totally her choice to like, she bought her dream apartment. She started her company. She found her soulmate. Like she just got invited to be an advisor, to be on the board of a company that's really meaningful. Like, and so all these things are so tangible and material that you could not like bring into your life unless you're, you first understand how to get your mind in a place that you are able to bring those things into your life, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned you've been off medication for what, 10, 10 years? Yeah. Nine, 10 years. Yeah. What was, what were those things that you did to really get you to the point where you're like, I can, I can stop taking this now. I, I got my toolbox or my toolkit. Yeah. These are the things that I'm going to be taking daily instead of this pill. What were those things for you? Yeah, I actually don't take anything daily. No, no, no. I like take like in terms of your habits, oh, 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 I see. Like, okay. right? Like yeah. what, so- what's in your toolbox versus <laughs> the medication? Sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Phenomenal question. So I want to just preface this conversation by saying that I am 100% not against medication. I think mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing that we have that option, right? And for me, I think it was supportive at a time, right? I think it was the right decision for me at a time. You know, psychiatry said to me, it's like a car where your mind is just going so, so, so fast, but you're trying to learn to drive the car when the car is going so quickly, you know? It's first, let's slow down the car, And then once you learn to drive, then you can drive that car at a really fast speed. And so that's how I would describe like my experience, you know, so super not against it, really happy that we have it as an option. I think that the main issue is that, you know, studies show that 70% of people who are on medication says it's not solving the problem for them. And that was the case for me. And I think it's a personal choice. I just never wanted to be on medication for a long time. I know a lot of people who are, we've got people in our program who are, and they're happy being on medication. They don't want to come off. They just want to feel better, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's really helping to, a medication is, it's like a sedative. It's helping to take take an edge off, but it's not solving the root of what is causing the anxiety. And so that's really like, 
you know, like what I did that helped me, which is to get to the root of the problem. And there are five things that we do to, to do that. First is to rebalance our hormones naturally. And I'm not sure how much time that we have, but I'll, I'll give you the high level. First, we rebalance our hormones naturally. And then, and this is the method that I use. And then look at what's happening in our lifestyle because anxiety is a disease of modernization. And there's a lot of things that are in our active lifestyle that are biologically causing anxiety for us, changing our biochemistry to make us feel anxious, even when there's no problem. And then when you do that, I find that after those things, clients are usually able to take their anxiety down by like half. And then from that point, when your mind is slower, then you can look at mind management, you know, <laughs> and the process that I use and that I share is, you know, in, in therapy and in psychiatry, they use cognitive behavioral therapy mostly. And that's a great technique, right? And cognitive behavioral therapy is where you look at the thought that you're having and you talk yourself out of that thought. And one of the frustrations for me with that is, you know, and it, it's, first of all, it's good to do that so that you're not believing that thought. The problem when you have a really active mind is once you talk yourself out of that thought, another thought comes up <laughs> and then you talk yourself out of that thought another, and it becomes a constant never ending cycle of talking yourself. Which out is of why things. you were like, I just can't get out of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have no energy to create and to enjoy and to live because you're constantly just like, talking yourself down off of the thought. So we use a process that helps you to rewire your brain so that you naturally think less anxious thoughts. And then after that, my management, there's intuition. And we use a lot of like processes for learning how to understand um, the guidance that you have within us, because, you know, anxiety, everything that we have evolutionarily was useful. And anxiety is a useful tool. It's there to show us when something is right and when something is wrong. But it's hard for us to know when that's speaking to us, when there's so much noise from all the things that I just mentioned before, right? Mm -hmm. And then the fifth thing is connecting with a meaningful life, because a lot of us have anxiety because there's some things in our life that are you know, there's something that we're supposed to be doing, or there's something that's not right, or there's a life for us that we know is inside of us that we want to move towards and we don't know how. So these are the five root causes of, you know, how I solve the problem for myself and how, you know, we guide people through that. And so that is what I did for myself. <laughs> that's what you did. Yeah. What was like, Obviously, you weren't doing all of this all at once, right? These are like steps and processes that took many years yeah. for you, right? Which yeah. you've now been able to like work mm -hmm. through and help other people get to through these steps a little bit faster than you did when you were like figuring it out on your own and right. like doing mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. um, what I know, obviously, that what you said about number five was finding purpose, meaningful purpose. So mm -hmm. you, you chose to walk away from your big career. Yeah. What was that like for you? Because I'm sure there was a little bit of anxiety attached to walking away, but knowing oh, yeah. that walking away was still the best thing for you. Jess, you're such a great interviewer. These are such great questions. <laughs> Thanks. I've been doing this for a little bit, right? <laughs> this I'm, is my like, first rodeo here. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, yeah, it's a really purpose is, is not always clear for everybody right away. Right. No, it may not. or may not have been for you. Yeah. Right. But you made that decision of like, okay, the, the career is clearly one of my triggers. Yeah. And that was the meaningful life part, right? Like I knew yeah. that I wanted to do work that felt more meaningful for me. And it's not to say that like, 
you know, being a CMO isn't meaningful for some people. I just knew there was something I was supposed to be doing in my life and that wasn't it. And I was grateful for that career, but I needed to move towards that. And so I want to talk about that, but very quickly, I just want to make a a note on the things that we were talking about before. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of the things that I just shared with you are a combination of, it's not like I'm making these things up, right? I read a lot of cross-section of neuroscience papers, like research papers. I did a lot of research on the science of what works as well as like ancient spiritual like practices that also work for people. And so it's a combination of those things. So it's not like anything that I'm making up. And you might be wondering, because I wondered this a lot, and this is a conversation I have a lot of with, you know, doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists who are friends of mine, you know, like, why don't doctors do this? (laughs) Right? Such a good question. And uh, we have, like, I have a friend, Dr. Sarah Greer, she's a, a neuropsychologist. And we, we talk about this a lot. And the, the, sh- and the short version is, she advised in the program, and so we're talking through it. The short version is that a lot of the findings now are much more modern findings that just have not been integrated into the medical practice because it's very slow, right? So that's one. And then I was at a virtual conference with Dr. Tapper, who is a physician who left the medical world because she just felt like it wasn't solving root cause problems. And we also talked about this and she said, just saying, these are the doctor's words, not my words (laughs) that, you know, a lot of what dictates what medical doctors do is based on pharmacological research, which is, you know, funded by pharmaceutical companies. (laughs) Big pharma funds its own pharma research. No, I'm just saying that, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into like conspiracy theories or anything. Like that. I'm just sharing what actual doctors have said about why, because for me, it was a big question. You know, like, why? Why is it? Why? 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 Why are doctors telling me <laughs> this thing? Why do I have to go find it on my own? So that's to answer that. I think the question on what it was like when I left, I don't know how to like, it's such a, it's such a juicy topic. Okay. So that's why I asked the question. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard because I felt like a lot of people were really counting on me to, you know, like a lot of people were counting on me there for a lot of things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was going through that journey, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. And I was kind of trying to wait for the answer of specifically what would but I knew that the answer wasn't going to come to me just being there, you know? And I knew inside me that I needed to leave. Like I just felt like I needed to leave and I needed to move to New York city. And I remember when I left really well-intentioned people sat me down, right? Like, you know, the bank that listed us sat me down and he was like, you're making a big mistake. Like he was like, you know, you've, have such a great education you've been you know like you've built this career for yourself like I'm telling you out of love for you that you make a mistake and I know that he really genuinely had my best intentions at heart you know (laughs) Um, my parents were so mad at me they didn't talk to me and so like and I think this happens for all of us in our journeys people who I mean there's there's always the haters right that's one thing the hard thing is when people who really love you don't agree right because you want to believe them because you know, they love you and they're guiding, they've been guiding you your whole life. So it's strange to go against it. But the thing is that nobody else can know what's true for you, except you, you know, and Mm -hmm. I knew it. And I just had to take that leap. And I knew, like, I think the biggest thing that helps me that I, that I share all the time is like, 
I can deal with failing. I can, I can survive that. You know, I can handle that. I'm not excited about it. I don't love it. I don't want it to happen, but I can manage that. I cannot manage and I cannot live with getting to the end of my life and wondering what my life could have been, not having that opportunity any longer to know, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am, I can't even, I'm having chills thinking about it because it's such a journey. But, you know, like I live in California with my husband, who I would isn't perfect for me. I would have never met with my child doing this work that I love. Like, you know, like I'm in love with my clients or some of my greatest friends. Like I every day experience life in a way that I just cherish it. And that all wouldn't have happened if I had not made that decision. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so happy that I made a decision just to see what was possible, which, you know, for me, I'm, I'm 38. Like what else is possible from here? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a high level summary of, you know, what it felt like and what, what was the impetus that made me take that shift? And I want to say that now that I'm here, my parents are like, we're better friends than even before, you know, yeah. like that, the, the guy we mentioned, he completely understands and like 100% respect my decision and understands it now. It's just that they couldn't see that in the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, like I find with um my clients, we have so much responsibility to people in our life. We have grown up in a way where, we, you know, do things and, and I'm saying this because this was me, you know, for, for approval and that, that approval and validation gives us a sense of self-worth. So it's hard to do something that others don't approve. And I think also for women in general, it's hard for us to do something that can feel selfish. You know, it seems selfish, yeah. but I think the really important thing is that's a, a mind thing that's happening in your head that is not true. It is not selfish to live your most authentic, fulfilling life. That is the greatest gift that you can give to the world. If you are doing that, you are changing the lives of everybody around you. Your children are better people. You are a better partner for your, your, your partner, your spouse. You are a better like child, like sibling. You are better in every way possible. And then you also get to love who you are and the life that you have. And then you never have to like get to the end of your life and wonder, like, I wonder what could have happened if. Did I, I just- fulfill? If I just did more for what I wanted. And I'm saying these things, but I want to acknowledge that like, it's not easy. I'm telling you like very high level solutions, but there's so many nuances along the way. So many thoughts we have to talk ourselves out of. So many times we need that encouragement to just push, you know, like I remember when I started my career and I had a a coach with my course, like I had to make public this thing on my social media about my anxiety journey. And I literally probably wouldn't have done it. And he was like, you have to do it. You have to do it tomorrow. And I literally wanted to vomit. And then I did it and I shared it. And I was like, oh my God, everyone's going to think I'm the poster poster child for mental illness. And it was really hard. And that was just that, that was the step that led to, you know, my entire business. And now I have absolutely no problem talking about like my anxiety, like it's fun. And I feel free that I get to be myself, but there are so many of these steps. And I'm just saying it to acknowledge that like, it's challenging. And that's why it's helpful to have that support and to not be hard on yourself that you aren't able to do it on your own. Because frankly, I don't really know anybody who's able to do it on their own. <laughs> it, 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 is, it, is, it takes a village in all areas of life. It does. It so does. So, you know, you left your career, you moved to New York, you met your wonderful future husband. <laughs> is that when you wrote the book? So I met him 
And I, you know, like started working with another company when I was in New York as like head of marketing. And that was an interesting, it was a good experience. And then I think the point when I wrote my book was when I just felt inside myself that it was when I came off medication and I just felt inside myself that like better than I had when I was on medication Mm -hmm. and literally just so excited about my life. Because I think one of the things that people don't talk about is, and I, and and I think this is something that I really want to share with everyone, right? This is the, the, one of the foundations of this conversation, which is that in the world, when you have something like anxiety, and this happened for me, right? You can be made to feel like you're some kind of like broken, like substandard human being. You're like mentally ill. It's It feels embarrassing and humiliating. That's how it felt for me. Like something mm-hmm. is wrong with you. And, you know, for me, it's a completely different perspective based on the people who are mentors of mine, people I've seen in the world, based on what I see my clients, which is that like, if you have anxiety, you are not some broken, substandard human being. Like it's because you have really incredible superpowers, right? Like you have this hyper intelligence, you're really intuitive. You have this incredible drive. You're you so- vibrate on a whole different level. You vibrate on a whole different level. And that's what I'm wanting to talk about. But you're also so empathetic, right? Like you feel and you understand people deeply. And, you know, like if you have anxiety, it's because you have these superpowers. You are not your anxiety. You are these superpowers. You're just not managing your mind and your body the way it needs to be managed. And so those things are manifesting as a side effect of anxiety. So you're not your anxiety. You're those things, you know? And the thing with the medication, and so this is coming back to what I was going to say, is that I'm a very, like, like, it's the saying, the vibration, like I'm a very like amplified person. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Clearly, they're hearing that on this conversation right now. Like, if people are not feeling Crystal's energy through this podcast, I don't know. I have a lot of energy, and the medication really subdued that. You know, like I felt like I was asleep while I was alive. Mm -hmm. And when I came off that medication, and not only did I not have the anxiety because I learned how to manage my mind, but I could feel like my absolute most alive self. I was like, I have to share this. Yeah. I don't want anybody else to stay asleep who doesn't need to stay asleep in their life. Um, so that's, that's when the book baby came. Yeah. So I love the title. What the hell am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> what inspired you to for that as the title of the book? Oh, that's so funny. So I wrote the whole book. It was a really interesting thing. I, it was just like when I felt that I needed to just go to New York. I didn't know what all the steps were. I didn't even know what I was going to do for like for work. It was just in me. That's the same thing that happened with the book. And so this is like a huge belief of mine. And, and I always, my clients and I always joke about this, like my, my like limitless, it's like anxiety is the gateway drug, right? Like you, you, you do it to like re- to release anxiety. But after that, like it's so much about like this relationship with your higher self and like your, the, your inner compass that's guiding you through everything else. And it becomes like, like a spiritual relationship with life that really guides you. So anyways, the book was implanted inside me and I just was writing, writing, writing. I never wrote a book before. I didn't even know what would happen when I put it out. I was, it was so overwhelming. Like, you know, like the response that happened when I put it out, but right before I did, I was like, I don't know what to do for the title. And I was talking to my girlfriend, Dan, he was in the book about it. I was like, what should I do? And she was like, go back and look through the book. You know, the title's in there somewhere. Yeah. So I looked through the book and I, and it, it literally was that conversation I was having with that Buddhist monk, right? When I was trying to 
figure out what to do. I was like searching all the spiritual practices. I was like, you know, like reading all the books. And I, I was at a seminar with a Buddhist monk and I was like, what should I do? And he was like, he's like, my child, the answer is inside you. And I'm like, yes, but like, how do I get the answer? And then he was like, my child, if you just stay still, you will find it. I was like, but how, 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 how do I find it? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with my life? You know? So it came from that conversation because that was the question that was planted that led to everything else. Yeah. I love it. I'm just, I'm just thinking because it's funny because that I searched so much in like spiritual literature, like ancient Eastern spirituality, all of it. And it's so beautiful and it's so poetic and it's so moving, but I think one of the things for people, and I'm just saying this because I want to acknowledge how people are feeling, and I was feeling this too, is like, it's wonderful and it's all true, but you need some step-by-step like guidance <laughs> to get from hair to hair. And so, the like, GPS, please. I, I need yeah, the GPS. Exactly. I need like, to exactly plug what in do do? the destination. And then what am I going to do after that? And how is it going to feel? And what's going to come up? And what do I do if this thing happens? Yeah. So you wrote the guide. So I wrote the book. Yeah. And then that's also what led to the program. So what happened is I wrote the book and it was about my journey with anxiety, but then I, I didn't expect it, but I don't know, hundreds, I don't even know how many people wrote me just sharing their story with me about how they felt so unalone from reading the story and, you know, how it inspired them for change. And a lot of conversations started and I realized that people felt inspired for change, but they didn't know how to change. They didn't know what to do. And so that's what led to Anxiety Shem Anxiety initially, which is the first two-week program. And then, and I wanted to share this because I feel like all of us have these doubts in our journeys, which is, you know, I was like, who am I to do something like this? I'm not a therapist. I'm, I'm not a shrink. But I just felt, it just felt like the thing that I needed to do. And I remember after I had the first hundred people do that program and every single one of those people did it because they've been to shrinks and because they've been in therapy for 10 years. And like on average, they take their anxiety from an nine to two in eight weeks. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck all this like random self-doubt that we have in our head that feels so true. So just sharing that in case like you have doubts about something, it seems so true, the rationalizations that we have, you know, but it's just so important to follow that. So anyways, I'm like going off on so many tangents that I know we have to wrap up soon. But after anxiety, from anxiety, when people felt like they, they're like, okay, well, I've got control of my anxiety. I feel awesome. Now I want to figure out how to bring what I want into my life. And I want to figure out how to feel more confident considering these things have happened in my past. And so that led to the development of Limitless. And it's just even more fulfilling for me because not only do I get to see people feel better, but then I get to see them actually bring the things that they, you know, like truly, truly want in their life and to experience it. And that's my one whole big life story. I love it. I love it. Thank you. So without knowing, you answered my last question of now what? So now what is all of the unlimitless programming that you're doing with all your amazing clients and you have a wonderful career helping mm-hmm. other people manage their anxiety through some amazing steps and guides that worked for you? Yeah. Yay. And it's always awesome. an adventure. Life is always an adventure. Life is always an adventure. Uh, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think the audience has taken away tons of nuggets as it relates to anxiety and managing their, their own monkey crazy mind that they might be dancing with. So where do you like to hang out? Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? 
Yeah, you know, I love, 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 love hearing from people who are fellow overthinkers. There's just a connection when people understand like the language of this kind of mind. <laughs> so I would love to hear from you on Instagram. Message me at Crystal Chung, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-H-O-N-G. And I mean, it's, I'd just love to hear what spoke to you, any take home, if you want to share an action step so I can like share in that with you. But I think sometimes people feel nervous. And so if that's the case, or just in general, I have some really great free resources. So I have like um, a, um, what's your anxiety superpower archetype, which, you know, we talked about the superpowers, but then it can, sh- it shares a lot of information. It's a quiz that has seven questions. It takes one minute. And then you will see specifically what your anxiety superhero archetype is, as well as what your kryptonite is very uniquely for you. And, uh, you know, like how some suggestions for navigating that. And then I also have a very advanced private training on the three-part framework for how high achievers release anxiety to manifest their deepest desires. And that shares the entire system that I use with my clients. So if you want to see how to do that, that training will save you years and years and years of trial and error. And I talk about a lot of like, I bust a lot of anxiety myths there too. And so you can find that on my website, crystalchung.com, K-R-Y-S-T-L-C-H-O-N-G.com. The three-part framework, you just apply by asking two questions. There's absolutely no obligation to join us in Limitless. And then if we think the training is right for you, we'll send it to you and then you can watch it. Amazing. Thank you, Crystal, for joining me today. I loved connecting with you. So everybody, if this episode resonated with you, or you know somebody who is going through something similar and feeling anxious, please, please, please share this episode with them, because it may just help them figure out their own now what? So that is it for us this week. So come back next week for another amazing I Just Blank Now What story. Crystal, thank you so much. If you want to hear a little bit more about the book, we're going to do a little a bonus over at patreon.com. So if you are a patron, head over to there. We're going to have a little sidebar conversation about Crystal's book. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do with my life? So that is it from me. Bye guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank? Now what? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.